Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, your go-to source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We hope you tune in often for all things people management, organizational development and change, organizational leadership, and social impact related. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Peter Benet about building a global remote team. Peter Benet, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Hello, and uh, thank you for being me. Uh, oh, Jesus. Uh, thank you for inviting me here. <laughs> uh, thank you. It's it's a real pleasure. I'm glad we we're able to connect. You're, you're joining us from Budapest. It, it's a pleasure to to be able to chat with you today and uh, recognizing the, the huge time difference between uh, where we're both at. Uh, but I, I appreciate uh, your, your, the opportunity to to explore not only the topic for today, which is building a global remote team, um, the topic in and of itself is important, but to also be able to explore that specific topic with a global uh, guest like yourself, I think is a really tremendous opportunity. So I'm excited uh, yeah, to explore yeah. that. Uh, as we get started, I wanted to share Peter's bio with everybody. Peter Benet founded his first business at 25, a social media consultancy that quickly signed up blue chip clients. He worked for global brands at various advertising agencies in London and uh, the CEE region. And since 2014 works remote only, building his consulting business, Anywhere Consulting. He is a remote business expert, author of the book Distributed, a lecturer at the Remote How Academy. He is a fan of anything Italian outdoors and he is definitely a dog person. And I share I that love for dogs. Um, I have two dogs myself. I'm happy to hear that. I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> I, I have one only, and it's a shelter dog. Oh, excellent. Well, <laughs> thank you, Peter. Uh, before we launch into the conversation, anything else about yourself that you'd like to share uh, with listeners? Yeah, sure. So I, I run a company called Anywhere Consulting, um, and we work with clients mainly on marketing and business consulting. Um, and in terms of the business consulting side, we do help others how to build remote teams. And then, as you mentioned, also also give lectures on the Remote How Academy, um, which is not my venture. Uh, I'm just a lecturer there. Uh, but they help um, other companies building remote teams and managing remote teams uh, throughout you know, a huge load of challenges that you might can face as a team when you are working remotely. Yeah, well, that's that's really cool, and you know, clearly with um, your your technical expertise, but also couple that with your your global and international presence and your remote working environment, uh, and you've been leveraging that for a long time, even prior to the pandemic. Um, I think it's yeah. a great a great opportunity to to really dig into this this idea of building a global remote team, and I honestly I think it's one of the the real benefits 
that has come out of this pandemic situation. Now, I certainly wouldn't <laughs> wish a pandemic on anyone or any, you know, any part of the world. Uh, but because it has forced us to challenge our assumptions about work, challenge our assumptions about geography and proximity and how we interact with each other, uh, it's opened up literally the whole world as an opportunity for uh, the, the entire global labor market. Uh, to be doing work with our business. And yes. that's that's an opportunity we need to learn how to leverage better. Yes, yes, it did accelerate it, uh, the whole process of working remotely, this pandemic, sadly or not. Um, but yeah, um, let me give you my story, which highly reflects um, and it's, it's correlating to the overall trend uh, that we saw in remote work. Um, so I started remote work, uh, working remotely only in 2012. Uh, 14, 12. Um, I started as a freelancer first, of course, like most of the people did. Um, at that time, around 2000, around the 2010s, um, we heard about uh, digital nomads, I think. Um, everyone read Tim Ferriss' book, uh, Five Hour Work Week. Um, that was a huge, huge uh, step forward. Um, and everyone experimenting, working without a location and using Gao Arbitrage to get higher prices for their services. So for example, uh, people from Europe uh, could work with American companies uh, and charge higher prices. Meanwhile, American companies could work with European uh, um, uh, talents on a lower price fee. That was used extensively um, for at least uh, three to four years um, from their time, from that time. So now, now everything has changed. So suddenly there are not just freelancers anymore. Uh, suddenly there are teams and suddenly there are not just teams, but also whole companies shifting to, to remote. So, and it's not just about startup companies. So first everything has started by startup companies. Um, you probably know about Buffer, uh, Basecamp and you know, the usual suspects. Um, they had like 50 to 100 people on staff, on payroll. And, uh, and most of the, the, the staff were located uh, and spread it across the globe, right? So that was a remote team, but this is still a startup company, right? So managing a remote team under a hundred people, I know it's hard, uh, I did that, it's really hard, uh, but uh, managing a, a company with at least a thousand people, that's like really challenging. When you, when you do have those silos, when you do have yeah. those, those management issues, you do have those small little incremental teams within a larger team, within a larger organization and managing that whole ecosystem and pushing that into remote, that's like really challenging. And um, what I see and what other experts see, and uh, certainly that's what I'm doing as a business right now, um, is helping those companies to make that change, make that transition um, and I would love to say that there is a solid and swift answer on how to do that, but sadly there is not. So uh, every business is different. Um, there are some tips and tricks which we can share here maybe, uh, which everyone can experiment with, even if you're not a remote team right now, to try out if this is, this is for you, if this is works for you, um, but, but there is no, no general approach. So. Yeah, it's really hard. No, yeah, and and I appreciate that acknowledgement because I think <laughs> far far too often people try to overly simplify things, 
and claim that they have the solution, the silver bullet that's going to uh, fix it, or, or, or you know, just follow these five simple steps, and then boom, mm -hmm. you're you're good to go. That's silly. Uh, you know, I, I I don't I don't think you, anyone actually. You go ahead. No, no, sorry. You you can generalize a process, but you can't generalize a journey, and every yeah. journey is different. So every company is different. Certainly, there are process uh, elements or steps that you need to take if you want to take that journey, but that journey is yours. So there is no generalization in that. Yeah, ab that. no, absolutely. And and what you're saying, another way that I would phrase that is context matters. And so, yes. uh, right, global context, where you're at and operating, where your workforce is, uh, and a whole variety of contextual factors inform the conditions and the circumstances and the reality for, for working in that space. And and so context matters. Uh, again, there are, there are um, there are tips, there are processes, there are general principles that certainly can be followed and that will increase your chances of success. But it's not as simple as just saying, you know, follow these yeah. five steps and then boom, you're ready to go. And I think we're doing everyone a disservice if we if we try to um, make that claim. And and so I, anyways, I appreciate you, um, you know, freely and openly acknowledging that. And today you know we only have you know uh, this this short time in this episode where we're going to be exploring this topic and so we we are only going to scratch the surface and there's only so many things we can address um, but i do want to also acknowledge that for all the listeners like don't don't fall into the trap of thinking that you can just do these simple things and then you're going to be in good shape i think the first question that everyone should should ask themselves when when it comes to remote work or remote teams um that what can you get out uh, if you if you do have a remote team as a result? So what are the benefits? And those are easy. So I can answer those right away. Um, one of the benefits that you do have, the, uh, you can tap into a global talent pool. So you, you mentioned that, for example, you yourself are based in Utah. Uh, so let's say if, if you're, you are a marketing agency, just a general example, um, and you... Uh, you're based in a smaller town in Utah. Um, the whole population is really spread within that big state, right? So um, finding a good talent, a good designer, a good um, developer or a good marketer for your agency locally is really hard. So, so you, can, you can hire anyone remotely and work with them remotely. So that's an added benefit. You have a, a tapped resource and entrance to, to a market where you can hire anyone to your company from anywhere. Location doesn't matter. Second one is that once you um, have a team uh, that is working remotely, the whole process of you working remotely with your team is streamlined and transparent and unified. So because otherwise you can't work, right? So you can't really deliver results uh, if, if the process of your work is not online, if the process of, the, of your work is not defined. Um, and you always see uh, an added benefit from that streamlined, uh, transparent, and easy to follow process of work, uh, of delivery. Uh, so that's the second one. Um, that's, a, that's a really great benefit. And the third one should be when you let your employees work remotely, work online and work asynchronously, um, that we call it, so you can work synchronously, communicate synchronously and asynchronously. Um, when, you, when you let people um, answer emails 
on a later day or uh, address chat messages on a later day, uh, not on one-on-one and not on always-on manner, like synchronous manner. You have let your employees do with their time what they want, and it really leads to happier employees. And I know it sounds cheesy, but once you have a happier workforce, workforce um, you will see that uh, result in, in your company results. So it's, it's, it's a boost to productivity. It's a boost to, to further refined processes. Um, you will have a better quality of work, yada, yada, yada. So I think it really gives you uh, great access to a great talent pool, just to recap, um, uh, better results and uh, better quality of work. I'm excited to announce the publication of my new book from HCI Press, The Alchemy of Truly Remarkable Leadership, Ordinary Everyday Actions That Produce Extraordinary Results. Consider how the nature of work has shifted over the past 50 years. With increased globalization, rapid technological advancement, and the shift in economic composition, the average job of today looks very different than the average job of 50 years ago. What will the jobs and organizations of tomorrow look like? Moreover, what does this all mean for organizational leaders? What are the core competencies and capabilities of organizations and their leadership that are prepared for continued disruption and geopolitical and socioeconomic shifts? Regardless of what the future holds, increasingly, leaders need to be socially minded, data-driven, decisive, champions of talent, and disruptors of the traditional notions of leadership, teams, organizations, and work. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life. Yeah, absolutely. And there's tons of research to back up everything you just said. Uh, so that's absolutely true. Yeah, we don't Go have ahead. time. So yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, um, just to reiterate though, I mean, that's yeah. everything you just said is spot on, um, clear benefits, the business case for, um, uh, you know, having global remote workforce, uh, is, is very clear. Um, but there's also challenges with that. And so yes. one of the, one of the challenges that people often go to first is just how do you manage company culture, organizational culture, as you're growing and scaling, I mean, that's hard to do any when, when you're in person, but if you're growing and scaling globally with a remote team, how do you manage that? Well, back to the, thir- the, the first three uh, added benefits, you have to make test work and have to test if you can do and reach those benefits. So how do you test that you can hire? Um, uh, how do you test that you can access you can have access to a global talent pool. Hire someone remotely. That's the first test. Um, there is a there is a tons of there are tons of resources online, um, or you can ask a consultant how to uh, streamline a hiring process uh, when you're hiring someone online. Don't go to freelance sites. Hire directly. So that's really important. Have a streamlined process of how you hire remotely. So that's one. Number two, you can test the processes. Even if you do not have a remote team right now, you, 
you, you have a, a, a localized business, make sure that everything that you do right now, without a remote team at all, um, make sure that you every, everything that you do right now have, has a process that is followable, it's, it's easy to follow, it's transparent, it's, it's fixed, it's streamlined. Once you do have that and do every of your work, if you can, online, even if you are not online, even if you have an office, even if you have a, a team of people within a fixed location, right? Um, if you achieve that and you and you and you're happy with that, then you can add new people into the system because now they can follow that same process that your team within an office are already doing and already following. That's a hybrid uh, uh, model, by the way, when people have um, remote teams on on offsite and some uh, teams in, a, in an office on site. And third, um, well, the company culture is like. It's a it's a it's a really broad topic, um, but what I've seen with other people and other 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 companies, for example, I I I, I did a podcast episode with Unsettled. Uh, they provide uh, um, team building events for remote teams. One of the thing that things that really work is to get together uh, virtually, you know, these during the desperate times, uh, or. Or, or offline in a retreat, even if your team is located wherever or anywhere. So uh, some FaceTime is really required. I think that's 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 right. Really important, especially with remote teams. Um, have some uh, have less meetings. That's also really important. Everyone is having five to ten meetings every day, which are super pointless. Seriously, I worked uh, uh, in an advertising agency like 10 years ago in London, uh, 1,000 people. Uh, we had six meetings at least every day. I can guarantee you none of those meetings made sense. It was only because we spent time on you know, keeping ourselves busy. Uh, we didn't have an agenda. We didn't have a, you know, things. Um, so make sure that you spend the minimum amount of time on meetings even if your team is online. I know it's hard to not micromanage any, anyone, but that's micromanaging kills team culture. So, so that's also, also really important. Yeah, great that's tips. General tips, sorry. No, great tips. And one of the things that it's, you have to be able to balance, uh, and that is having those, those opportunities for FaceTime so you can reinforce and build culture. Um, also, so you can you know, have, when we're virtual, uh, we, we don't have those organic opportunities to just like run into someone in the elevator or yeah. walk by their office and check, you know, say, Hey, how you doing? Check in up for a minute, give them a little bit of feedback. Um, so we have to formalize those things. Uh, but that's different than just scheduling meetings all over the place. Right. Yes. So be very thoughtful about what meetings have to occur, get rid of most of it because most of it doesn't need to occur and then focus on those one-on-one -on -one opportunities to connect with your with your people with your staff so that you can provide the coaching the mentoring the feedback um, not in a micromanaging way but just to be supportive uh, and also to have group meetings where you can have those those opportunities for facetime and, and reinforce that culture the strategy the values the vision the mission of the organization yeah. I think the biggest challenge is not hiring someone remotely. And I don't think that the biggest challenge is having a streamlined processes. 
because uh, if you are a successful business, you already have those processes streamlined anyway. Um, and if you are a successful business, you already somehow figured out hiring anyway, which you can just you know copy paste and make it work in online. I think the, the hardest and biggest challenge is how to retain and build team culture online when you don't have an office. And uh, I, I have a very American example for you. Uh, uh, unsettled, again, uh, Michael Youngblood, the CEO, gave me this example um, that you have to find the, the moment of carpooling. So he gave an example that his mom, who worked as a nurse, um, uh, carpooled with a friend, uh, colleague, sorry, uh, to work, you know lots of commute, it's, it's the US, so you spend like one or two hours in commuting anyway. Um, and during those commuting carpooling hours, um, he learned more about the colleague that, he was he, that she was carpooling with um, because they were in the same car and chatting through, right? So, and it reinforced her love to her job, um, he, she, she, she became more committed to the job because there was a friend in there, right? So it's really important. So how do you take that moment, which is a very human um, element of work, how do you take that moment and transfer it to, to a remote environment? I think that's the key. That's the, the biggest challenge um, that you can have when you have a remote team. And I don't have an answer how you can do that. Sadly, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's hard to uh, to be able to address those types of more organic opportunities for connection. Uh, but talk to your people, you know, build your as you build your team, talk to your people and, you know, virtual happy hours and, you know, things yes. like that. There, there are things that people can do uh, and, you know, get get their input and come up with something that makes sense to everybody. Uh, I, I love I love that. Yeah. And and. Uh, you know, ultimately, there's no question that there's going to be challenges for businesses yes. as they as they adjust to a remote first approach. I, you, many organizations have been living in that world this past year because not because they chose to, but because they were forced into that environment. Yeah. Um, and as you referred to earlier, you know, a lot of organizations, I think, as they shift back, as things open up and the pandemic subsides and people get vaccinated, a lot of organizations will move back to, to sort of a hybrid approach where they'll have face-to-face uh, -face people. They'll also have remote workers, but some organizations will continue to be um, remote first. And, and I think others are, are far more comfortable with it now than they were in the past. Yeah. So that, I think the benefits, the potential benefits in my mind outweigh the challenges and the challenges, yeah. the challenges are um, addressable. You know, we, we can, we can deal with those and we can still have a really dynamic um, workplace, even when it's, you know, with a global distributed workforce. Yeah. Having a global force uh, and having a streamlined processes, those are economical benefits. So it means that even if, if we do have the pandemic over, let's say, um, and, and companies will shift back to something like more normal, shall we say, um, the economical benefits will still be there. So they will still retain their remote staff. They will still um, managing all the projects remotely. So I do agree with you that yes, uh, after the pandemic, um, there will be some sort of like a hybrid model where they have like an in-office team and the and the and the, and the remote uh, offsite team, uh, but still that that doesn't address 
the the team building and the, and the team culture uh, issues and challenges. Uh, two things that really worked. Um, there is no magic pill, but seriously, it's it's, it's super simple uh, to make it work. Uh, FaceTime. So so have spend some time with with your colleagues one-on-one -on -one or within team, um, even virtually, but more importantly, off, offline, that's really works. Um, it's really hard if you are, if you have a truly global workforce, but um, most of the time, most of the time, the companies, they do have even uh, within a continent or, or within a larger country. So for example, for the US, uh, most of the remote companies uh, that we see, they are all US-based companies, meaning that even they have, even, even though they have a remote team, all of the, or most of the team members are living within or inside the United States. So gathering everyone into one place is much more easier, right? Um, than flying out people from, I don't know, Thailand to, to New York. So it's, you know, visa and whatever. So um, I work mainly with the European companies traveling around Europe, easy. So, so we could solve the, the FaceTime issues. So spend some time and money and effort on, on FaceTime. Second, team building events, even virtually. So um, for example, a team that we are working together now, we, we do have weekly get togethers online, sadly, um, but it really works. Uh, it's fun, it's engaging. And finally, we have some minor time to spend um, um, not on work. So, so that's really beneficial for everyone. Yeah. Well, I love those tips. And Peter, it has been a real pleasure talking with you today. The time has flown by. I do want to be <laughs> respectful of your time. Um, and as we close today, I wanted to make sure I gave you a chance to share with listeners how they can get connected with you, how they can find out more about your, your work, your business, uh, and then give us the final word on the topic for today. Sure, sure, sure. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, it was a pleasure. Um, yeah, people can reach me on anywhere.consulting. Um, it's a marketing and business consulting agency. Um, and I'm also uh, a lecturer at Remote-How Academy. Um, make sure that uh, pay a visit there. It's really useful. Um, and yeah, final thoughts. I think uh, now that we are switching back to sort of like normal, um, I think the things that we learned uh, managing a remote team can be really applicable um, uh, even for non-remote teams as well. So make sure that you, that you spend enough time and effort um, on your own team, even if it's remote or it's not remote because, because it's really, really helpful and everyone wants happy employees. I love it. Thank you, Peter. It has been a real pleasure. Um, I encourage listeners to reach out, get connected with Peter, find out more about what Thank he can you. do for you. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every week. And I hope you have a great day. We are excited about the launch of HCI's new magazine, Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free interactive e-magazine designed to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We will be publishing issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Check out the first issue and let us know what you think.
Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.